You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. How's everybody doing today? How are you doing? Is there anything I can do to help you guys? <laughs> uh, anything? Where's 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 your emergency though, <laughs> sir? Where's your emergency? I live in the hellish depths of Southwest Arkansas, and I need to move the fuck out of here. Are you fucking kidding me? Jesus Christ, get a goddamn life, Jordan. What the hell is your problem? I don't have time for this bullshit. People are getting murdered out there, and you're like, Ew, I don't like living in Arkansas. Well, you know what? Fuck you, I've got problems too. Welcome to our review of The Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm sorry that Jordan was the one to fall for that. Alan did not. He's like, I am not taking that bait, man. I see what you're doing. Yeah, I saw Great. it coming. Leave the only woman here to take the bait. That's great. <laughs> well, that's a different movie, but this particular one, The Guilty, is a remake of a 2018 Danish film of the same name that I remember seeing. I can't remember if I saw it at a festival or if it was through Digital Noise or somewhere else, but I remember seeing it and going, having no idea what I was getting into, because it's like one person in a police station on the 911 calls or whatever it is there. It's like three, uh, two, one, one. I don't know what it is. Some other no number. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's irrelevant. But point is the equivalent of that in Denmark and shit goes down at some point, presumably, even though it's pretty much just one actor and a bunch of voice actors. Okay, not always the most promising thing, but there are your ponty pools out there, your what have you, that like find a way to take a simple premise like that and make it genuinely tense. And this was covered with one of the best movies of the year, that sort of thing. And you know what? It was one of the best movies of the year. It was amazing. Yeah, I remember I, I did see it at Fantastic Fest. Okay, that's probably where I saw it, too. So you though. probably saw it there as well, yeah. Uh, it was like, how often does that work where one of the most gripping films you've seen is pretty much one guy and then just other people on the phone with them? But The Guilty pulled it off, was shortlisted for an Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. Unfortunately, it wasn't chosen for the final list. should have been. But either way... I remember immediately there was this rush of, and believe me, this is not the last remake we're going to see because like a bunch of different countries and people were like, yeah, yeah, yeah we want to option this. And, you know, all asking the director, do you want to come in and we'll pay you to direct it again here? And he's like, no, I've already made that movie. But one of the people here in America was Jake Gyllenhaal. And surprisingly, with all the money behind the American industry and Netflix, who he was making the deal with, said, you're buying the movie. You're starring in the movie. You've gotten director Anton Fuqua from Training Day. You've gotten writer Nick Pizzolatto from True Detective. That's a big yes, let's do this, bitch. Oh, yeah. And the budget of almost nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a police station, yeah. phones, and a collection of actually very good voice actors. They didn't even need to get good voice actors, because I'll tell you, the only person I even recognized was Ethan Hawke. And it took me several times. So I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Ethan Hawke on the other end of that phone. I didn't realize. So I looked at the cast list afterwards, and there's a Paul Dano in there, too. And I didn't recognize any of the voices. I mean, there's a lot of big names. Riley Keough, Peter Skar Sarsgaard, uh, <laughs> Divine Joy Randolph, David Castaneda, Paul Dano, Bill Burr. It's like one of those things when you watch an animated film, and there's like big name actors, and you're like, Why? 
Just get regular actors. Nobody gives a shit. I mean, unless everybody knows what their voice sounds like. It's like, aha, that's that person who I love. Then what possible difference could it make? Get professional voice actors? I don't know. They did a good job, but it's a bit like killing an ant with a hammer yes. type of yeah. thing. I mean, it's not like they did it and they sucked and they just like got names in there to like fill the cast list up. So they still did a good job, but it does seem like a bit like overkill. Well, the story yeah. here is everyone's like, what the fuck will you tell us what this story is about other than a police officer taking 911 calls? Okay, I will. Jesus, stop. Get off my back. I've had a stress for weak listeners fuck <laughs> so an LAPD officer who is on his last black nerve named Joe played by Jake Gyllenhaal he's working the night shift at a 9-11 call center like this is the overnight shift it's being overwhelmed with calls because in a very apocalyptic feeling way this is when the Hollywood Hills are being overwhelmed with wildfires where even like he's like having to use an asthma thing because he can't people can't breathe it's fucking smoky there and like the air is just as bad quality as it gets in LA which is saying something so it's already just another thing on top of the other thing we know that there's a reason this guy is in here taking calls when clearly this is not the normal sort of thing he does. He doesn't get along with anyone else in there. He's very short-tempered with everyone. People keep talking about the thing you have to do and show up in court tomorrow. Clearly, he did something wrong, and he's about to be taken to task for it, and he's a little stressed out about it. And we discover as well, his wife has left him, and he has a kid, and he's having a hard time trying to find any sort of way to keep that communication going and it's really 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 stressing him out and in the middle of all this he gets a call from a woman named emily who clearly something is very wrong immediately she can't talk freely and he figures out she's been kidnapped and is in a vehicle with the person who kidnapped her so he's trying to talk her through it and get any information he can of which he can only get the tiniest bit the guy can hear her talking on the phone he thinks she's talking to her daughter and she can't say anything overtly be clear that's not something she would say to her daughter and this turns into a series of phone calls with not just people connected in a way to this thing but to other people that he knows and trying to get them to help to be able to as he really gets emotionally connected to this case he needs to figure out how to help this woman because he can't help himself <laughs> ultimately and within the character too it's obviously what he's going through and also he's a street cop detective who's busted down here and he's going more than his job of a normal 911 he's trying to work and solve the case actively as the 911 operator so he's kind of going above and kind of bending rules which is like <laughs> might have gotten him in trouble in the first place insanely invested a lot of that has to do with the stress of his own personal life and also just with the position he's in I think Jake Gyllenhaal plays it pretty well, too. Like, it's a little aggressive. It's a um, different choice. <laughs> yeah. A very different choice in the way the actor chose to play it in the original one, where it's really, you're kind of startled when the info drop about, like, oh, shit, what actually happened in his own thing in that one. Mm -hmm. right? You're like, oh, fuck, this guy, oh, man, he did fuck up, didn't he? And in this one, you're like, this guy is clearly a guy who has fucked up before and will fuck up again, who has massive anger issues. It's one of the more interesting things about the difference of like Denmark to America. It's just like when I saw this one originally, like I don't know what the culture of police in Denmark is, especially like then compared to now, like the difference of like a cab and just the way people feel generally about the police, which definitely comes through in this movie heavy people's like feeling about them. Mm -hmm. And they're definitely playing with that. And that's one thing that distinguishes it differently from the Denmark one, only just because of my perception. I don't know what Denmark police are like. I don't know how they feel about police in that country. I know how we feel about police in this country. I know how I feel about them. So that definitely colors it a little differently than watching a foreign movie. Like just cultural things you can't assume about that one. Mm -hmm. We're here, like those assumptions are made right off the bat and they definitely play into that. 
which is interesting. For like a shot for shot remake, essentially, like that is at least some difference. I have a different perspective here because I haven't seen the original, but this movie is very anxiety inducing. I did rather like the tension in this movie. I like how it built and ratchets up. I was so engaged, and I still believe Anton Fuqua is an amazing director who knows how to get you engaged in the story. Yeah, especially in a movie where you're limited to a set of, like, two different rooms mm -hmm. and one actor, really. Like, no action set pieces. It's just about where the camera's placed. And oh, yeah. There's only so many angles you can get of a room and of Jake Hall's face, and they really work it for as much as they can, I think. It's not a complex set, but they make it feel more claustrophobic than it is by lots of shots, like, in between monitors and things like this of the characters, where you're, like, you get a feeling like he's gradually feeling more and more closed in, and they eventually have him move into an even smaller room yeah. by himself to give it even more of that feeling feeling of stuffiness with the air, the smog everywhere from the fires is literally suffocating. And the situation gets darker and darker, both in his own personal life as he's coming to terms with what he has actually done and what's going to happen because of it the next day and of this case of realizing that his behavior as he's trying to help this woman is not that different from what got him in trouble in the first place and might very well have a similar result this time. I don't want to say too much. There's a lot of twists that drop, but they're all are handled very, very well. There's been some criticism by people going like, oh, great, another American remake. And look, no big surprise, it's hyperbolic and bigger. I'm like, it has to be because he's an American LAPD cop. He has to be from the get go kind of a bad dude or no one's going to want to watch the rest of the movie. Yeah. It has to be about somebody I can't say I can't even say what it has to be about because that comes into the very, very, very end. But it has to be about what it's about or everyone's going to walk out going, why should I give a fuck about this guy at all? It has to be huge. He has to be angry. He has to be obviously making mistakes and treating people like shit or it's not going to work. Yeah. And Gyllenhaal gets that. Fuqua gets it. And they play it to a point that's just below where you don't believe it. But Right there, where you you still believe it. You're like, it's very yeah. heightened, but not so much as to be silly. For sure. Like I said, I haven't seen the original. I've only seen this American remake, but now I'm very curious to see the original. What I can say about this one is it's a fantastic movie. It's one of my favorites of this year so far. Not quite top 10 but you know it does feature an amazing performance by jake gyllenhaal and is worth seeking out so i'll give it eight and a half inhalers out of 10 alan i've seen some of those similar reviews you're talking about chris where it's been criticized especially compared to the original mm -hmm. of it's more of a brash or like louder tone but I think that's an important distinguishing factor between the two. Like I was talking about like the cultural differences of the way we feel about police in this country and especially LAPD and the history there. Mm -hmm. Like you have to account for that. If he's playing it the same way the cop in the original is playing it, it feels false. Mm -hmm. You have to have to address that. And it's one of the things that made me like this more than I thought I would, honestly, because I struggle with like shot for shot American remakes, especially it's similar to like let the right one in to let. I forgot what the American one was called. Let, Let them in. Let me in, yeah. Let me in. So, like, both those movies are completely well-made, but they're almost exactly the same. So it's like, yeah, this is good, but I've seen it mm. slightly better. 
which I sort of feel about this way, but I do appreciate that they took the tone and account and like made an effort to distinguish it apart from that. Even though the plot points are the same and the mission statement is still essentially the same. It's both anxiety. It's both with slightly different points of view on your main character. But it's getting to the same place, essentially. It's hard. I liked it quite a bit, but I like the original a lot, too, and it's so close. If you haven't seen the original, I could recommend this one completely. And then it'd be interesting to watch the original after that just to compare and contrast. But it is going to be like watching the exact same movie. All that said, 7 out of 10 voice actor cameos. I was thinking about just what you were talking about, about like the whole, like, well, the last one was only a few years ago, and I just saw that. And this is, like, pretty much the same thing, but only with a different interpretation of the character. I was like... Isn't there a new Macbeth coming out? And the last one was like a year and a half ago. And the last one before that was like two years before that. Like, when did we as a whole world decide the only time it's okay to repeatedly remake something with a slightly different interpretation as if it's by Shakespeare? I mean, we get very heated and excited. I, I think in this country more so than in any other. As near as I can tell, most other countries don't give a shit. Yeah. But in America, we're quite pretentious about our whole, it's not okay that you remade a movie from somebody else. It clearly is. They took the paycheck with glee. Okay. And this is unlike some I've seen. I mean, you say shot for shot. It's a fucking one location. There's not only so much you can do about that. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's not really shot for shot. But there are di enough differences to where they consciously adapted it for America to make it more relevant to Americans watching it. And I really appreciate that. I think that adds to the artfulness of the interpretation. And plus... I could watch Jake Gyllenhaal do just about anything. He's just one of the best actors of his generation. And here he is, despite the character not phoning it in. Uh -huh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> come on, ladies. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. We're here all night. <laughs> give, it, give it up for me. Yeah, that's right. But take, take my life, please. Yeah, I like The Guilty quite a bit. I like this remake of The Guilty quite a bit, which is also called The Guilty. I think they're either one or both are worth watching. If you're a Gyllenhaal fan, by all means, you absolutely should see this. I've read both, like we said before, the negative takes saying, like, there's no reason to even do a remake. And, oh, they're playing it too extreme. And I feel like we've addressed both of those and said, I think both of those are fair. But I've also read ones that are taking the tact of, like, I can't believe this is on the side of an LAPD officer. Way to read the room. I'm like, um, maybe you should stop writing reviews, yeah. dude, because that's not what's going on here. Yeah, pay attention <laughs> to the movie you're watching. Yeah, Exactly. Don't go into it built out of anger, sir, and refuse to listen to the actual dialogue because that's not what is happening here. Yeah. I think The Guilty is top-notch entertainment. I'm going to give it eight and a half out of ten snakes in Alan's stomach that I'm going to have to take out later. I'm better now. I'm better. <laughs> <laughs>